Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today is our long-awaited Pop Culture Club episode. One of my favorite episodes we record every month. We'll talk everything we're watching, reading, and listening to, plus check in on the assignments that we gave each other last month. And there was a last-minute substitution, you guys. So listen up. It's officially summer around here. Not officially the season. I can see it. I can read a calendar. But it is long story short, summer. And so our schedule is changing just a little bit. And Wendy did you the great service of creating a calendar of our summer episodes so you know what to expect. Things are changing a little bit, but we are still publishing regular episodes. So I encourage you to take a look at our show notes to see what's coming from us. And you can always find us elsewhere on Instagram, on TikTok. We are at Megan and Wendy. And you can join our Facebook group, which is Long Story Shorties. Yeah, I just let somebody in last night. Nice. Who requested. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, You can always email us too. And even though we're going to be like in and out this summer, we are reading your emails always. So email us at Wendy at gmail.com. Indeed. We are recording this a week early. Today is May 31st. And quite frankly, a week probably won't change much of this, but I think as a nation, we are still very much recovering from very tragic events in Texas. And I think maybe we could just spend a quick minute talking about how we move forward, how we keep going. What what can we do so we don't get caught in the constant doom scrolling I was just going to say, and I don't mean to laugh, but I was just going to say doom scrolling. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I, I, I do it. It's not going to stop completely for me, but it helps for me to feel like I have some sort of outlet, something I can do, Mm -hmm. something productive. So we have three recommendations. The first is I'm going to recommend someone to follow on Instagram. There are other people who are doing similar things. This is just one person that I like, and that is at Emily in your phone. And she has quick and easy actionable tips of steps to take because I know many of us have called our representatives, but unfortunately that is not a one and done situation. And she has continuous things to ask for. What are we talking about today? What's our action step today? If you've never called your representative, I promise it's easy. Don't be afraid. There are people there whose entire job is to take your phone call. And likely you're going to get a, uh, like, leave a recorded message anyway. Yes. From my experience. Yes. It's not weird that you're calling. I know I had to get past that. Our friends, the OKS moms, just today posted like a script that on their Instagram. And I will, I will take a screenshot of it and put it in our show notes. But it's like, you know, just basically like can give you the words. If you're at a loss for words, you don't know exactly what to say or what you're asking for. They have a nice script you can use. Perfect. Another thing is one of my favorite Instagram follows, which is my sister made me buy it, mentioned that the power of a donation is more than just the money that you're giving. When you're donating to an organization, 
what that does beyond just, of course, the money is helpful, is it puts you in their database and it allows them to keep in touch with you and it allows them to let you know what's going on and what other steps can be taken. And often these organizations need help outside of just continuing to ask you for money. And so from a marketing standpoint, your donation has a huge impact. It keeps you aware and keeps you acting. So it's easy to think like, I made a donation, but now what? Well, now what? Keep listening. The last thing, I do think it's important. We talked about the doom scroll. Make room in your life for making these changes. Make room in your life for what can I continue to do? Not just the day after when we're all fired up, but this is a a long game. And so I think it's important to make room in your life for that. But it's also important to make room in your life for your life because no amount of doom scrolling can turn back time. And so you denying yourself joy and enjoying your life doesn't turn back time. It doesn't make terrible things not happen. And it doesn't make you a particularly effective person. So I do think it's important to remember to continue to live your life and finding joy in things. Good advice. Okay, moving on. So we just finished Memorial Day weekend here. And um, I kind of like laughed at Megan I think it was last week because she had these big plans to go see Top Gun Maverick well actually I didn't even know there was like a Top Gun sequel coming out yes. until, until you said something like yes. where have I been the last two years you know I have no idea oh is this the movie where Tom Cruise was recorded like during like the pandemic time where he was like freaking out about like a professionalism on set I actually don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because this movie was has had multiple release dates. Oh. And it's been supposed to come out for years. I think this movie has been done for a while. That may have been another Mission Impossible. Oh. I saw a preview for that, too. I just made that up. I don't know. But I don't think it was this because this movie has been in the can. Been in the can, just waiting Mm -hmm. for people to get back out to the movies. Yeah. And it has had schedule release dates that have been scrapped. Mm, I see. They wanted full theaters. Well, they got it. Mm Because apparently it's like his best money-making movie ever in his lifetime. So you went and saw it. I did go see it as well. My husband really wanted to go. So I was like, those words. (laughs) I did. I went and saw it. And I will say it was highly enjoyable. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I, after not seeing a movie for two and a half years, have now seen two movies in the span of a week, both of which were in private theaters, which I've never done before, and both of which had themed attire. I asked her, I was like, is it the same person? (laughs) Did the same person host this party? It is not, but our friends that planned Top Gun had shirts printed for everyone, which they delivered along with aviator sunglasses. And so that (laughs) everyone in the theater was wearing their shirt, wearing their sunglasses, kids included. And it was a great time. What what did your shirt say? It said, because I was inverted. Okay, I don't. It's so lost on me. I don't even. It's get a line it. from the first movie. Okay, yeah. If don't you get were it. directly above him, how could you see him? Oh yeah, that that vaguely sounds familiar. It's been a long time since I've seen the original movie. Well, we rewatched the original over the weekend after watching the first because my children hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. First of all, I thought it was fantastic. Like ten out of ten. 
mm-hmm. better than the first, which my husband was like, watch yourself because <laughs> the first is a classic. I thought it was better than the first. It is cinematically better than the first because it's, I don't know how many years later, 30 plus years later. So Te- obviously technology is better. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite frankly, I think Tom Cruise looks better now than he did then. When you watch the first one, he's like a baby. Mm-hmm. I just thought there were so many wonderful things. The way that they made room for Val Kilmer's role was beautiful. Oh, my God. I cried. I cried. Yes. I'm not going to spoil anything, but no, it was really, spoil that was great. Anything. I thought Miles Teller, who, which this is not a spoiler, Goose's son is in this movie. This is a main plot point. It is all through the previews. They made him look so much like Anthony Edwards. You think so? Oh, my God. With the mustache and the uh, aviators. I was yeah. like, that looks like Goose's kid. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I think I was a little bit disappointed that they had, uh, didn't have his mom in this movie. Yeah. That they've, she they've... would have passed on as well. She was originally played by Meg Ryan. I'm just guessing Meg Ryan didn't want to be in this movie or... I don't, I, I don't know. Yes. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe they don't get along. Who? She doesn't get along with Tom Cruise? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is his movie. I think he had a big hand in it. I have one note. Okay. Even Maverick needs to wear a motorcycle helmet. Oh, my God. So let's tell the story, okay? I'm sitting in the movie with my husband, and we went to a 9.30 a.m. movie. <laughs> I didn't even know they had movies. We early. were with, like, an interesting crowd of people at 9.30 in the morning. Yeah. We're watching the movie, and there's a scene where Tom Cruise and his co-star is... What's her name? Jennifer Connelly. Is she in the first movie? She herself is not in. The character is briefly mentioned. Oh, Okay. Anyway, they are on a motorcycle with no helmets. And in California, helmets are required on motorcycles. And so I turn to my husband and I say, there's no helmets. And he starts cracking up. And he's like, you are a grandma. So then I was like, well, I'm going to text my fellow grandma. And (laughs) in the movie, sent Megan a text. And I was like, there's no helmets in this movie. And she said, in capital letters, I thought the same thing. So Megan, bravo. I'm glad I'm glad we're on the same page. Honestly, even made me a little uncomfortable because there's <laughs> multiple scenes where he rides the motorcycle, is never in a helmet. Now, much of this movie is a callback to the original. So much of it. Uh-huh. And that very much mirrors a scene in the original movie. So I get it. However, it is 2022 or 2019 when this movie was made. <laughs> Helmets are widely known to be a thing. Yes. The grandma's bumped on the lack of helmets. Other than that, I recommend it. I think it's a good time. I think it's fun to see in a theater because you're likely going to be seeing it with people who have some affection for the original. Maybe not. I think it totally stands alone. I think you could absolutely enjoy the movie without having seen it. There are just so many nods to the original. And, of course, we were seeing it in a theater full of people who loved the original. And there were, you know, moments where the entire audience is cheering. Did your audience clap when it was over? Oh, yes. <laughs> there was some clapping in my audience, too. And actually, did you all, did he have in the movie, I'm sure it was the same for every release, where he, Tom Cruise himself, like, does a little intro, like, we filmed this with real airplanes or whatever. Yes. Okay. So some lady in the audience is like, I love you, Tommy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, 
I personally have like mixed feelings about Tom Cruise. Oh, same. So I was like, you know, but I mean, yeah, I was not there for Tom Cruise, the man. I was just there for the nostalgia of a movie that I once enjoyed. Yeah, it was a good movie. Go movie. see it. Go see it before it lands on uh, streaming networks. Speaking of callbacks, mm-hmm. I have mentioned that I have big plans for this summer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be active, Megan. <laughs> okay. And I had said, like, I'm swimming laps this summer. And yesterday, <laughs> Memorial Day, mm-hmm. kicked that off. Did you? I did. It was great. Did you How heat I- the pool? We did heat the pool, yes. Yeah. The weather is um, not great here. I swam in the late afternoon, and I will tell you about five minutes in, I thought my lungs were going to explode, but I powered through. <laughs> oh and I had set a goal for 25 minutes, which I don't need to hear anyone's feedback about how it's not enough. It's it's something. Who's, who's going to say that's not long enough? Well, and my goal was just keep swimming, and I didn't uh-huh. mean that to be funny, but that was uh-huh. like, just keep moving. Just swim back and forth. Uh-huh. I'm not setting any records. My husband has famously once said, you swim like you're drowning. <laughs> So I'm not um, Katie Ledecky over here. Wow. I don't know. That was the one Olympic swimmer I could come up with. (laughs) Michael Phelps? No, but I don't want to be Michael Phelps. Okay. All right. I want to be a lady swimmer. Anyway, Uh I swam for 25 minutes. And swimming's funny because you can't tell if you're sweating. You don't. So I was like, am I actually exerting myself? And I got out of the pool and my entire body felt like jello. And I was like, yes, because that's how you know. I think I need to... uh, Keep it up. Build up some endurance because it took it out of me. Okay. I need you to actually explain in detail how you swam in the pool. I'm just curious. I don't understand the question. Well, because it's not a lap pool, right? No, it's short. So it's like 70 bajillion laps that you do in the span of, I mean, I swam back and forth. Okay. That's what I'm asking. You didn't swim to the shelf and back. You swam like to the side to side. No, I swam to the shelf and back because that's... Is it longer that way? Ever so slightly longer. Okay. All right. All right. It's not a long lap and you spend more time turning than you do swimming, but (laughs) I was out of breath. I moved my body for 25 minutes and I have been waking up with a new ache and pain many days of the week. So I am committed to making this happen and... Moving my body. And it's a little warmer today, so I'm hopping back in this afternoon. Did you do the flip under the water? No, I don't know how to do a flip. (laughs) I don't know how to mean either. I'm just curious. I just do a very awkward, like, twist your body around and then Uh go back the opposite direction. (laughs) There's there's no finesse. Well, I'm glad that you're doing that. I am too. Good for you. I need a swim cap, though, because having to wash my hair this often is going to really chat my ass. I'll tell you that. Do they have a swim cap big enough for your hair? I don't know. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. It's just that you... Are you kidding me? You have so much hair. Like, I can't even imagine it, like, shoved under a swim cap. There are long-haired swimmers. I'm sure they do. I'm honestly probably never going to get one. I did swim the first, like, six minutes with my head above water. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's kind of uncomfortable, so then I just gave in. Wait, wait, wait. Trying not to get your hair wet? Indeed, yes. can only imagine i'm dying so funny so so funny and i hear you about the swim cap because at, at one time a couple summers ago i was like i'm gonna do 
water aerobics in my backyard and I bought <laughs> I bought these like shoes to do them in like oh yes like water so shoes scrape up the bottom of your feet all day long yes exactly I've worn them one time but I still have them I'm, I may still do water aerobics at some point in my life all right good for you Megan hey thanks high five me hey let's take a quick break and come right back to talk pop culture club <laughs> Welcome back. It is time for our May in review of Pop Culture Club. And the way this works is I assign Wendy something to read slash listen to, and she assigns me something to watch. And throwback to last month, I assigned Wendy Evidence of the Affair by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I believe this only exists on audio. I could be wrong. And Wendy had initially assigned me Poltergeist. (laughs) and then i threatened that because she assigned me a scary movie she was in the danger zone of getting assigned a sexy fairy book and she reversed course so we have a mid month assignment change i gave you a softball too indeed it was never been kissed the uh well i will reserve but the drew barrymore classic Mm-hmm. So tell me what you thought about it. Well, I had seen Never Been Kissed upon its first release, and I think I thought it was fine then. But I dare you to rewatch this movie through a 2022 lens because it is deeply problematic. Such as? Well, the main issue, of course, is that Drew Barrymore plays a reporter who goes undercover at a high school. But it's such a vague assignment. It's like, go undercover to get the story. They just are like, find a story, any story. I mean, I they are the worst journalists ever. And then she develops a slightly problematic relationship with one of her teachers. What is his name? Mr. Coulson. I know, but the actor's name. Oh, I don't know. He was on Alias. I can't yeah. remember what his name is. He's not that popular anymore. I haven't seen him in anything in years. No. And he in Mr. Coulson is has a fiance who he breaks up with ultimately and he engages in an inappropriate relationship obviously nothing ever happens but there's a lot of flirting yeah she knows she's an adult he thinks she's 17 Mm -hmm. and at one point she outs herself spoiler alert at the prom and he gets very angry and he's like, well, I'm supposed to feel good now that it's okay that I had feelings for you. The whole thing is wrong. Her brother, who is played by David Arquette, also goes undercover at the high school to help make her cool. <laughs> he goes to prom with oh, like a 17-year-old yes. who is all over him. He has makes many inappropriate, like, oh, are, are we sure they're underage comments? The whole movie. And then, of course, they're are jokes that are 30 years out of date, like there's a special ed joke. It's just problematic from top to bottom, but the underage relationships are not great. <laughs> I love, This is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love this movie so much only because like I identify with Josie being this like struggling adult. You know what I mean? You know? As an adult, like she doesn't have her act together. <laughs> it's just like she was like this nerdy girl in high school, and I very much feel uh, like I was that person. And oh, for I sure, don't... I can identify with high school Josie. And then, like, she... and then she finally like blooms into this, you know, whatever. I just love this movie. I love the soundtrack. 
I have not seen it in a really long time. And yes, the whole underage thing with the teachers and um, the brother are super problematic. Yes, it's 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 a problem. I mean, it was problematic when this movie came out, too, which I can't even remember it. Was it in the 90s still or was it in the 2000s? 1999. That makes sense. So, okay. In the movie, they go to a club where Ozo Motley is playing. And I love when I was them. in college in like 1999, Ozo Motley played at our school. Like that was a very brief flash in the pan moment where they were very cool. And so that timing tracks for me. Yeah. And so I listened to Evidence of the Affair by what's her name? Taylor Jenkins Reed. Yeah. Really liked this. It was super oh. short. It was so short. Tiny. It took, it was like, an hour and a half yeah listen um and basically it's like letters back and forth between a wife and a husband the wife finds letters from the another woman and then writes a letter to that woman's husband right uh, so yes. It's correspondence back and forth of the two that have been cheated on. Yes. Okay. And then they develop kind of like what seems to me as a friendship. You yes. know, they they were like leaning on each other like during this time. And then we, spoiler alert, she finds out at the end that she's pregnant with this dude's baby, which was like a shock to me because I didn't think that they had a sexual relationship. Um, you know, now that I'm listening to you talk, I don't actually remember many of these details. It's been years since I listened <sighs> to this. So that's a shock to me. Um, and the entire thing is told in letters. I mean, there's no narration other than these letters back and forth. I liked it. Now, this is what I wonder because it takes place in like the late seventies. Okay. And, how prevalent was extramarital affairs in the late 70s? Because I just watched a movie or a series on Hulu called Candy, and it's kind of in the same time frame. Lots of extramarital affair happening in that movie, too. I was like, was it just, was that normal behavior? Oh, I think it's prevalent now and prevalent then. I think people have affairs. And it was crazy to me to be like, this lady found the letters and then wrote a letter to the woman's husband. Yeah. Like, and told told him? Yes. Like, what? And I guess you could maybe do that on an email today, but it was bizarre. But I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. It's a good book. I recommend I, it. And I, I wish it was longer, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor Jenkins Reid has a new book out this summer. Carrie Soto is back. Mm -hmm. And if you read and enjoyed Malibu Rising, Carrie Soto has a, a brief role in that book. This one is fantastic. I liked it better than Malibu Rising. Oh. I didn't do a new assignment. Well, you better figure one out. Sexy fairies, here we come. No! No, please, I'm giving you another softball. Another softball? Okay, yes. I have it. I have it. I have it. I know okay. what it is. Okay. Why don't you go first? I will go first. Since you bagged on one of my favorite movies, I'm going to pick <gasps> another favorite movie of mine for you. And you may have already seen it, but I'm sure you haven't seen it in a really long time. It's the 1987. Hold on a second. Sorry. 
It's the 1987 John Hughes classic, Some Kind of Wonderful. You know, I've never seen that movie ever. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. Eric Stoltz and Mary Stuart Masterson and Leah Thompson are in it. Oh, when you said John Hughes, I was like, I've probably seen it because my husband's constantly rewatching. But I will watch that. John Hughes was the writer. The director was Howard Deutsch, who actually is currently and has been for a long time married to Leah Thompson. Oh. So I'm sure it's problematic, but it's one of my favorites. And talk about a great soundtrack. Whoa. So much good music in this movie. Oh, good. I'm excited. And this is what, let me just say, this is what I thought high school would be like for me. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's nothing like that. It's, it's it's terrifying if high school is like this. Oh, okay. All right, give it to me. The book that I am going to assign you is technically a novella, which means it's oh. short. And it is My Sister, the Serial Killer. Oh, nice. By... Is it funny or No. Um, it is a little funny. It's by Oyinkin Braithwaite, and it's basically the tale of two sisters, one of whom is kind of straight-laced and has her act together, and the other is beautiful and beloved and also uh, a little bit troublesome because maybe she's a serial killer. So oh. it is very good. I did not listen to it, but I did hear good things about the audio, and it is definitely on the shorter side. It's longer than an hour and a half. I think it's closer to four hours, but you could speed it up a little bit. I'm excited for it. All right. Let's hop into what else we are watching in the past month. Did you want to go first? Yes, I do want to start first. I feel like I've been watching a lot, but then when I've looked over my history, it's kind of like the same stuff like month after month so Mm -hmm. here's some things in it new things um working moms season six on netflix okay i love that show have you given up on that show you know i saw this on your list and i went into my netflix queue to see i didn't finish season five so i watched a couple episodes of season five i think season five is kind of a bummer i'm not loving it as much as i once did is season six does it get better I, i mean I can't recall season five really, and I tear through this show, so yeah, like that's why I don't. I do too. That's why I don't remember anything that happened. But my biggest question is, is how is Jenny the character still on this show? Because she was awful, awful, awful. She's been awful every season. I thought she was terrible in season five, and she again is terrible in season six. And I don't know why she's even in this show now. Jenny, if I'm remembering correctly. It was her baby daddy who had a bigger role earlier on in the series. Mm-hmm. And then when he left, she kind of swapped in. Yeah, but she doesn't even have, like, she she doesn't care for that child they had together. Like, that dad took custody of that child. Jenny's not my favorite character in the show. No, she's awful. But I think the writing's really funny in the show. It and, is. And... Um, it skews kind of inappropriate, and I like that too. So, oh, uh, super inappropriate. <laughs> it's not like watching the background while your kids are having uh-uh. breakfast television. No, 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 no. There's a lot of f words and yes, you know. yeah. I like it. It's, it's my kind of show. We have another dramatization of a true crime happening here. The Staircase on mm-hmm. HBO. I I uh, I made my husband watch this with me. Where we've just finished together. The second episode, so I know there's been a lot more episodes than that 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 are out now, but we're just not caught up. But 
again, like you said, this is a dramatization of a true crime that was profiled on Netflix several summers ago in a documentary. Yes. Um, Did you watch that documentary? Yes, I did. And it was excellent. However, I don't remember the details. (laughs) I don't remember if he did it or not. So I, you know, it's a really twisted, weird story. Are Um, you familiar with the owl theory? Yes, I am. I am. And apparently they cover it here. Oh, good. um, Yeah. 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 Um, Last week, I watched The Great American Tag Sale with Martha Stewart. Is Is this even on on your radar? No. Is that a a TV show? It must be a show. It was like a one-time special. I see. And it was on ABC. And she was out at her farm in Connecticut and had a tag sale. And apparently she's a little bit of a hoarder. She oh. keeps a lot of stuff. She's got like barns and all kinds of like uh, storage units full of stuff. So she sold all of it and then donated the proceeds. But I was actually underwhelmed by this. I was really excited to see it. I don't know why, other than I like Martha Stewart. And I felt like it was like I could poke around her house a little bit to see like her yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? And And it was kind of cool for that. But, like, in the end, like, they didn't even tell you, like, how much they made. I mean, that's what you need. Like, that's why I watch those flipping shows or whatever, because then they tell you, like, what they made on it, right? Yes. Tell me the dollar amount you made, Martha, that you're donating to the hospital now. Like, that would have been a great ending, and they didn't end it like that. Mm-hmm. Next up for me is Below Deck Down Under, which is only on Peacock. This is, like, a brand new, um, the Down Under series is a right. brand new one for them. And it's such a good season, and I don't know why more people aren't talking about it, and especially why they are not talking about Captain Jason, because he is H-O-T-T. Oh. Yeah. You usually get, like, really old captains, Mm -hmm. so it's like, meh, Captain Jason is a looker. All right. And the chef is a real douchebag, so it's just a great season. I should make you watch Below Deck. You've never watched Below Deck, have you? I have not. Mm Hmm. Next month. Maybe this summer. And finally, yesterday I stumbled across a new Netflix movie. And I think it's like real new. It's called Along for the Ride. And I loved it so very much. You watched the whole thing. I did. I texted Megan. I was like, is this a book? Have you ever heard of this book? It is a book. Um, I can't remember who wrote it right now. But it's like a coming of age movie. And I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I have not read the book. Oh, it's a Sarah Dessen. Actually, maybe I have read this book because I have read pretty much everything she's ever written. Okay, let me give you a small synopsis so maybe it will trigger something. And it's so funny. It's like you read books like I watch TV. Like it's just in and out. I don't hold on to any of the details. But this is a movie. The girl's name is Auden. And she goes to live with her dad for the summer in a town called Colby. Mm -hmm. And it's like a beach town. And she lives with her dad and her stepmom who have a new baby. And the dad is really kind of absent. And um, Auden makes friends in this town and and has a relationship with this dude. I can't remember what his name is. But he has a best friend named Abe who died and they were BMX bike riders. Does this sound familiar at all? Honestly, it wouldn't matter if I had read it. I have the memory of a goldfish when it comes to books. 
Well, I really liked it. I think you should watch it. I will give it a try. So I mentioned last week that I did see Downton Abbey 2 in theaters. If you were a Downton Abbey fan, I would recommend it. I felt the same way about this movie that I felt about the first one, which is like it was like visiting with old friends. The movies are not particularly dramatic. They just do a good job of giving you what you want. All of the people you love are in it. And they did a nice job making this one different enough from the first. Um, A lot of it is set in the south of France, which is beautiful, which means the costuming gets a little bit different. We have kind of a dual half the family is home at Downton, half are traveling. There's a little bit of family drama. Once again, Mary's husband is not in this movie. And I meant to do a little research to figure out why, other than they make it a plot point, but it doesn't make sense to me why they would have him completely absent except for in the form of letters. Hold on. I gotta look it up. Matthew Good's schedule did not allow for him to appear in the second (laughs) Downton film. He was working on his new show, The Offer, and could not fit in a cameo. A cameo, even! He's not a main player for me. It's just something that I bumped on. I think it's lovely, and I recommend it if you were a fan of the original. There's just so many lovely moments. Are they just going to continue to make movie after movie? I don't know, but I would continue watching them. I finished... Grace and Frankie's final season. Are you still watching that show? No, I gave up on that show. So the series is over, and I'm glad I saw it through till the end. Who they dies? Wrap- Who dies? No Does somebody die? Actually. No. Grace or Frankie? Nobody no. dies? Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Nobody dies. Frankie's psychic tells her that she's going to die on a certain date. And so much of this final season is built around that. There are some other aging-related storylines in the adult cast They did wrap it up, but there's like a lot of storylines that are building towards an ending. I think Brooklyn Decker got a raw deal. She's in the show a lot, but she has none of her own story. But I really loved this show. I think Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin are fan-freaking-tastic in this together. I saw an interview of them. They were interviewing each other, which is delightful from Vanity Fair. If I can find it, I will send Wendy the link to include in our show notes. I just enjoy this show. It's an easy watch, even though there are some like heavier themes happening this season. On HBO Max, the show Starstruck. This is a 29-minute episode, six episodes per season. It's very quick and easy to watch. It's basically the story of a woman who has a one-night stand with a man she does not realize is a famous celebrity at the time on New Year's Eve, and then it kind of progresses over what eventually becomes their relationship. I have not finished season two, and I am very nervous about some things I see happening in season two. I'm like, don't do it. But it's a very lovely, funny, sweet show. Speaking of season two, I am all caught up on Hacks. Me too. Me too. Are you happier now? You mentioned you did not love the first episode. I did not like the first episode. I was like, ugh. But yes, it's gotten much better. Jean Smart is a gem. She's so funny. Hannah Einbinder, who plays Ava, is fan-freaking-tastic. The writing in this is next level. It's really fun. And I like that it is a departure from the first season because now they're on the road. So it's not just rehashing the same thing. So Mm -hmm. they've changed the story completely. They've changed the environment. I love it. It's a great summer show. And I have an (laughs) anti-recommendation. And that is... Um, can I can I just tell you I like this movie? <laughs> okay, so the movie is Senior Year on Netflix, and 
Netflix served this up to me, and I watched it at 9 a.m. on a weekday. I never sit down and watch TV at 9 a.m. on a weekday. I just kind of turned it on with my coffee and then couldn't look away. It stars Rebel Wilson as a 37-year-old who's been in a coma for 20 years after a cheerleading accident. And her whole goal, much like Josie Grossi, all she wanted was to be popular and to be prom queen. And she kind of reverse engineered it. She was like, what do I need to do to be popular? And she did all of those things. And her whole goal was to have the perfect life. And she wakes up and she's like, holy shit, I didn't get to have the perfect high school life. Let's go back to high school. I couldn't look away. Like I could not make myself stop watching. There are things about it that are kind of enjoyable. It's a terrible movie. I'm just going to say it. I think it's terrible. It was a terrible movie. I will give you that. Um, I didn't hate it, though. I, th- I thought there were funny things in it. I thought the difference between, like, when she was a 17-year-old teenager and teenagers today was kind of funny to see, like, their what their lives were like were different. Sure. <laughs> you know? Like, she, like, for example, like, they show a scene with her when she's 17 and they're doing, like, this cheer dance or whatever. And it's a little bit naughty. You know, it's like ride the train or what whatever you know what i mean right yes. it's a little bit sexy and in the current day they're like save the environment or something it was, i thought it was funny it's a terrible movie though for sure interestingly enough you know it does parallel never been kissed in a lot of ways because she has real friends her real friends from when she was in high school and she very much overlooks them in her quest to become popular so they're are some accidental parallels there. Um, It wasn't an entirely unpleasant watching experience, but the entire time I was thinking, this is a truly terrible movie, and I couldn't look away. (laughs) You're all, who greenlit this movie, right? (laughs) I mean, they knew. There was just something about, they knew suckers like me would be like, oh, well, I'm basically her, right? Uh She's close in age. I'm like, let's go back to high school. There is something about that. And it did feel like a 90s high school movie. Mm -hmm. What about that whole weird scene where they recreate Britney Spears' video? That was bizarre. Completely bizarre. But also I was like, I'm into it because I definitely loved (laughs) that Britney Spears video. Which you probably like that movie Drive Me Crazy, too, because that song was in that movie. I did like that movie Drive Me Crazy. With Melissa Jo Hart. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it, too. Oh, and I'm watching... Beverly Hills and I'm fully caught up and I can't stand Sutton. She cannot get out of her own way. I she doesn't bother me. I can't stand Erica Jane. Yeah, I Erica Jane is she's I don't enjoy her but I also don't think she's she's noticeable really. But she just like spits venom. Like she yeah. hates Sutton and those two together it's just it's not pleasant to watch. In my opinion, I don't disagree. Uh, my thoughts on that are Erica Jane doesn't have a horse in this race. She's just mean to be mean. Mm-hmm. Um, like there is no contest. I think she's mean. But Sutton, Erica Jane aside, just the world revolves around Sutton and she just can't break out of that. She cannot make herself think of a world in which she is not the center of everything happening. I disagree. Oh. However, what about that scene, if you're caught up, where Crystal was talking about being, 
having feelings about something and Kyle just was like a dog with a bone and wouldn't let it go, like was telling her that she was wrong. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I hate Kyle. I absolutely hate Kyle. I have for several seasons. And I think Kyle just needed to stand there. She just wanted to be right in that scene. Yes, I agree. And I did not finish last season, but I do remember the situation with Crystal and Sutton, where Sutton walked into a room and Crystal, in everyone else's opinion, overreacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if we ever got the explanation last season that she gave now, which is to say that she had suffered with an eating disorder and she felt very self-conscious and she felt put on the spot and that was very triggering for her. And who are you to say that that wasn't a big deal because it was a big deal to me and you all decided that you knew how I should feel. Right. And I thought that was very and a very interesting point of view so i admit i was on team crystal's overreacting last season but i appreciated that perspective i just i want to quit that show just because i find everybody so unlikable actually i take that back i love garcelle garcelle's the only one who i like truly love because like she will call you out on things yeah yeah even her friends yeah i love her and i absolutely so funny i absolutely love one of her like confessional scenes she's wearing this yellow eyeshadow that is just stunning and her hair is pulled back and she's wearing like this off-shoulder dress oh gorgeous also i believe dorit oh so do i i absolutely do like come on come on that that must have been terrifying moving on let's talk what we're reading and this is timed well because today Surprise, surprise. June 7th, our summer reading guide is dropping on the website. So, you guys, it's not our summer reading guide. It's Megan's summer reading guide. (laughs) Yes, and I'm putting it out there that it's dropping so that I have uh, a reason to finish it in the next week. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) It will be live on our website today. Um, But let's talk about what we've been reading. Uh, I'm going to go first because it's short and sweet. Okay. I'm still trying to to make my way through Off With My Head by Stassi Schroeder. You know. It's not a page turner. No. And it's it's on Audible. So And the book is very much broken up into like sections. It's almost like if you were listening to a blog post being read. You know what uh, I mean? Yes. It's kind of like that. It's not. And she in- does the narration. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. And she does offer some insight into like you know all the the stuff that went down in 2020 with her Mm. because she's been quiet about all that stuff for years but so that's interesting to me but overall not a great book i also just started a book called the last thing he told me by laura dave i have a friend who i follow on instagram that is always sharing like she tears through books like megan does and she's always sharing these books and i was like "Mm, that one looks good so i don't know what it's about but i just started it and i think the husband goes missing or something and i like it i read the last thing he told me and i enjoyed that book you'll like it the first thing i read was pachinko and i read it because i want to watch the show but i felt committed to reading the book first and the show is on Apple TV Plus, and the book is basically four generations of a Korean family living in Japan, and it is a family drama, and it is, you know, they 
go through war and there's violence and there's extreme poverty and there's family drama and there's the accumulation of wealth and there are class struggles. And the book is fantastic. It is not a quick blow through it read. It is a sit with it. It takes a minute to get through, um, which feels appropriate because it spans such a long period of time. But it made me excited to watch the show. And I've heard great things about the show, whether you've read the book or not. Sharp left turn. Um, I read the book Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. It is the second book. It is the companion book, I would say, to It Happened One Summer. The book does stand alone. I mean, let's be serious. It's a sweet little romance. But I would recommend reading them both. And I would recommend reading It Happened One Summer first because so much of the character development um, happens in the first book. She writes really delightful characters. The other book I read is All the Feels by Olivia Dade. Also, another second book in a series. The first book is called uh, Spoiler Alert. I don't necessarily think you need to have read the first one. Um, there, there are a couple moments in these books that run parallel. So you see from another perspective when you read one or the other. But I do think they stand alone. The character development is within their own books. All the Feels is the story of an actor who's kind of out of control. And so his production company hires basically someone to be his babysitter for all intents and purposes so that he uh, keeps himself out of trouble until their show has finished airing so that he doesn't get canceled and therefore get the <laughs> show canceled, basically. And of course things happen from there. I really like Olivia Dade's books, but spoiler alert and all the feels are great. Would recommend them for summer reading. I remember you talking about spoiler alert before. What are we listening to, Wendy? I only got one. Okay. Except for all the usuals, which I'm not even going to repeat again here. Um, Brand new podcast called Pod Crushed. And it is hosted by Penn Badgley, who plays joe on yes um, what the heck is the name of that show you, you. yeah oh, i just love his voice so much so it's it's nice to have him um on a podcast and it's basically about middle school they share like uh writer enters like awful middle school experiences and then they have guests and they talk about like that time in their lives and blah 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 whatever it's good is it like Make you uncomfortable, cringeworthy good? Uh, no, okay. not not so much yet, but um, um, I mean, I just I kind of get mesmerized when he talks, so I don't even know. <laughs> Doesn't even matter what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally not. So I I enjoyed it. All right. Well, in the music front, I'm listening to. The new Harry Styles album, Harry's House. Mm-hmm. Us uh, too. On my daughter gets in the car and she's like, can we please listen to Harry's House? <laughs> it's, it's good to have an almost 12-year-old with their finger on the pulse of new music. I'm a 42-year-old woman and I love Harry Styles. What can I say? Uh, that da that Daylight Daylight's probably my favorite song. I think that's what's called Daylight. Maybe. Oh, I think Matilda is my favorite song. Oh, cool. And... In the podcast world, I'm listening to a podcast that you would hate very much. God, it's sci-fi, isn't it? Yes. It's so good. The podcast is solar. It has a full cast. It is a scripted, 
science fiction podcast about a mission to the sun and it starts <laughs> i mean they don't like land on it huh. it's got helen hunt it has alan cumming episode 11 came out today again this was recorded a week early i don't know again how many episodes there are it's told in present time and in flashback, so it starts after a major catastrophic event. And so we have part of the storyline moving forward from that and part of the storyline being told prior to that. Um, the cast is fantastic. The storytelling is fantastic. The episodes are about 35-ish minutes long. I mean, you're like, oh, I'm listening to a movie. That's what it feels like. It's mm. very well done if you're not a hater like Wendy is. I'm a hater. <laughs> and that's all I got. That's a lot. Let's take a quick break and come right back with Megan and Wendy approved. It's time for Megan and Wendy approved where we each share something we're using and loving. Wendy, I don't even know what this is. Tell me what you brought. I know kind of uh don't want to go first. Actually, okay. I will. I randomly found a package of this, you know, at the checkout stand at Target, and it's uh -huh. called Love, comma, Corn. It's a snack, and it's like corn nuts, basically. Yes. <laughs> but they're a little bit more airy. Uh-huh. I've only tried the sea salt. They have, like, habanero chili, salt and vinegar, barbecue... But I've only got the sea salt, and I like them so much that I bought a huge box of them from Amazon. A they huge are... box of, like, individual bags. Yes, ma'am. And ah. they are delicious. They are plant-based, gluten-free, non-GMO. It's basically corn, guys. Corn. Crunchy corn. And what I like, I'm looking at their website right now. It says, my new go-to salad topper, which would be, these would be oh. delicious on a salad. I made a salad at home last night. I'm kind of disappointed that I didn't know that. Next time. They're so yummy. If you like corn nuts, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know why I love them so much. They're just delicious. They're okay. delicious. Crunchiest snack ever. Five stars on their website. So Nice. I have a skincare product and... This product plus the clindamycin that my dermatologist put me on, my skin has never looked better and I feel like things are still getting better. But it, the brand is Naturium and it is their BHA 2%. It's a liquid. You can put it on a cotton pad or you can just put it on your hands and pat it onto your face at night. It's a chemical exfoliant, but it is very gentle. I can use it nightly without it irritating my skin. And we all know I have baby sensitive skin. A BHA reduces pore size because it helps clear out your pores. Mm -hmm. um, I just love it. My skin feels great. I also bought the niacinamide from Naturium. They sell, you can buy it either from Target or directly on their website. It's a slightly higher price point than your standard Target skincare product, but it's not as high as uh, luxury. The BHA was $18. And it's a big bottle. Their packaging's beautiful. I really enjoy it. I'm super into my skin right now. My goal is like <laughs> to be able to, to go makeup free, to feel confident enough to do that. I know like there's no rules I could do it, but I want to feel good about it. My skin feels great. That's awesome. 
As we mentioned, our summer schedule is kicking off, which means next week's episode will be a mini episode and we are talking summer meal planning. If you are wondering what the heck you're going to feed your family this summer, we got you covered. So make sure you come back for that. And we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So take a minute, leave us a review in the Apple Podcasts or the Spotify app so other people can find our podcast as well. Until then, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.